Welcome to Life with Jerry Williams. Thanks so much for allowing me to be a part of your day today. On this episode, I'm going to share a story about when Jesus healed a man who was born blind and how some people didn't really react to that the way you might think you would react to a miracle. And maybe some applications we can take from that story to the way people react to truth today. Also, Spring training is gearing up. We have teams reporting full workouts are getting going. Games will be happening before you know it. And so with that in mind, I'm going to share a little bit about my background as a baseball fan. I observe two seasons, not four, like most of the rest of humanity, two. No winter, spring, summer, or autumn for me. Only two seasons, Christmas and baseball. And when one of them ends, the other begins. So in my house, on the day after the World Series ends, the Christmas music begins. One of these days, I'll share a little bit more about how I developed that particular philosophy of two seasons. But today, with all teams, full squads, doing spring training camp, I thought it might be a good time to tell you how I became a New York Yankees fan. Yeah, I know. The Yankees are one of those teams that seem to stir up extreme emotions in many people. You love them or you hate them. And hopefully, by coming clean on my being a Yankees fan, you'll at least admire my honesty, if not my taste or sanity. I was probably four or five years old, 1962-63, and I had one of the earliest conversations I can recall with my father. He asked me, who's your favorite team? Now, to fully appreciate this exchange, you need to know that my dad didn't need to qualify the word team with baseball. Even at that young age, I was aware that there was really only one sport, at least only one that my dad truly cared about, and that was baseball. Not only was my dad a baseball fan, he was a Cleveland Indians fan. He grew up in Ohio and followed the tribe his entire life. And to say that he was an Indians fan is another way of saying... He was a Yankees hater. At the time of that conversation, the last time the Indians had won the World Series was 1948. And between 1949 and 1964, the Yankees won the American League pennant every year but two. 1954, when Cleveland won it but lost the World Series to the New York Giants. And 1959, when the Chicago White Sox won it and lost the World Series to the Dodgers. The Indians finished second to the Yankees in six of those years. This was before divisional play and playoffs, so the team from each league who finished the season with the best record won the pennant and went on to the World Series. No one much remembered who finished second, except my dad and the rest of the Cleveland Indians fans. So when he asked who my favorite team was, I answered with another question. Who's the best? My dad was an Indians fan. But he was also a man of integrity. So he had no choice but to answer my question by saying, the Yankees. To which I replied, well, then the Yankees are my favorite. The Indians have still not won another World Series, though my father cheered them on until the day he died. And though he hated the Yankees with maybe even more intensity than he loved the Indians, he did put up with my being a Yankees fan all those years. We live in a divisive time. There have always been multiple sides to most issues facing us as a society and a nation, but it seems that in the past few years, those divisions have become deeper 
and harder to breach. It's gotten to the point where no matter the facts, the logic, or the reasoning, if a point of view is put forth by someone from a different side of the issue, they are dismissed simply because they're on an opposing side. This is not, unfortunately, a new development. Jesus experienced the same thing, as did his followers. The story of Jesus healing a man who had been blind from birth is an excellent example. Jesus had just been run out of the temple, and the story picks up, Jesus and his disciples pass by a blind man. Now, the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned and caused the man's blindness, his parents or the man himself? Jesus answered that it was not sin that caused the man's blindness, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. And then Jesus proceeded to heal the man. The man's neighbors and those who knew him only as a blind beggar were amazed. Some people claimed it wasn't the same man at all, but only someone who looked like him. They brought the man to the Pharisees, who were among the ruling class of the Jews in Roman-occupied Israel. The Pharisees questioned the man, and he told them that Jesus had healed him. Well, it happened to be the Sabbath when all this took place, so some of the Pharisees declared that Jesus was obviously not from God, since he had healed the man on the Sabbath. They continued to question the man, and some doubted that he had ever been blind in the first place. So they called his parents and questioned them. Now, the parents confirmed that the man indeed had been born blind and could now see. But because they feared being put out of the synagogue for ascribing any glory to Jesus, they claimed ignorance of how he had gained his sight. So once again, the Pharisees questioned the man himself who Jesus had healed. This time, their questioning was a little more leading. Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner, they began. But the man cut them off. Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. Well, they continued to question him, and the man finally said, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You do not want to be his disciples too, do you? Well, that got the Pharisees fired up. The Bible says they reviled him. But the man stuck to his story, telling them, Here is an amazing thing, that you do not know where he is from, Yet he opened my eyes. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Well, the Pharisees couldn't dispute the facts, so they fell back on a tactic that is still in wide use today. They attacked the character of the man. You were born entirely in sins, and you were teaching us? And they put him out. Well, Jesus heard about it, spoke again with the man, and some of the Pharisees overheard and asked Jesus, We are not blind too, are we? And Jesus told them, If you were blind... You would have no sin. But since you say we see, your sin remains. This unwillingness to see truth is an old problem. Jesus faced it here and many other places in the Bible, and we face it today, be it political, social, or spiritual matters. But we must always be open to God's truth and his desire to use us to share that truth in love so that others may have their eyes opened. When we face those unwilling to see the truth, we must recognize it as a spiritual problem that is best cured with the love God so readily shares with all of us.
And that's going to do it for another episode of Life with Jerry Williams. Again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your day. Please do take a minute or two, subscribe to the podcast. If your platform allows you to rate it, please give us five stars. Write a review if that's something that's possible. Tell other people about it as well. That helps more people find out about the podcast and the things we share. Coming up on the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to share some of the difficulties I had recently when I purchased a new mobile device. and how I applied the lessons I learned there to something a little bit more spiritual. That's coming up next time on Life with Jerry Williams. 